Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Take Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network, presented by All.net. For all your insurance needs, visit AALL.net. My name is Zach Elvira, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. Eric Newman. The E and Easy, um, Eric E-Man Newman, how you doing? I'm good. I have something I need to get off my chest, though. There's a All saying. Right, we're, getting, we're getting right into it, I guess. Okay, go for it. You, the, there's a saying that everybody knows. It's become colloquial in the last, I don't know, however many years. When someone says to you, that's facts, what do you think? Like, if someone says, like, something that's facts. to you. Like, yeah, yeah like no, I'm trying correct. I'm trying to explain it. Like that's yeah, like that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Um, you're right. But that sentence doesn't mean anything. That's facts. It's that is a fact, or those are facts. But that's facts is grammatically incorrect. It literally means nothing. So I don't know how that saying became so popular because, again, it's meaningless. So I don't know why, like, why people say it so much. I get the idea, and they've heard other people say it, so they keep doing it. But I understand saying facts, but oftentimes you're not even talking about multiple things. Someone will have one point, and someone will say that's facts. Doesn't make any sense. Eric, there are people with college degrees that still don't know the right there. That's true. You expect them to understand that's facts. There are people. I don't understand. I don't understand them to. I don't expect people to understand. I just want to know how it became a thing. Let that that sink in. I guess it's not something I say on a regular basis. There are people with college degrees that don't know the right there. They don't know whether it's dessert with one or with two S's or desert with one. They don't know if it's It's versus it's. It's versus it. They don't know like, hey, I'm doing good when it really should be. I am doing well. Right. Look, man, I just it's something that always makes me laugh because it's so grammatically incorrect. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that I see on Twitter that are grammatically incorrect. And it's also meaningless. It literally means nothing. Yeah. 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 So but um I'm really glad that you got that off your chest. I'm I'm very I feel so much better away. Do you? I'm glad. I'm so yeah. glad that you feel so much better. Yeah. Um anyway, I'm doing all right. Thanks for Good. asking. Um <laughs> That's facts. That's oh my gosh. And that's our show. Yeah. Um We'll just end it there. That's that's it. Um, but no. So, all right, Eric, we got a good show ahead. Uh, we got latest rankings for football. We got badminton championship currently being played as we record this. Uh, we have state champions already crowned for girls golf and some badminton. We have boys golf championships. Uh, first day was today. Second day is tomorrow. Um Volleyball is wrapping up the season, I think, tomorrow, maybe Friday as well. Uh, so we'll look at those rankings really quick. Uh, we got a lot to get to go over, man. We really have a lot. I mean, this is the time of year, you know, where so much is happening. And right on top of that, 
in five days, guess what starts? Winter sports. Winter sports. <laughs> Tryout periods for winter sports officially start the 31st. Good for them, but I'm so lost. There's so many things going on right now. Yeah, look, for me, basketball's like winter sports season starts on December 12th, 13th. Yeah. December After 13th. football ends. Yes, because there's too much going on. Um, they interlap way too much now, which, you know, I mean, we really can't complain because we get to cover sports for a living, but still, yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's a lot. Um, but I want to fully dive into the winter sports. I agree with when you. When they happen. I agree with you. Uh, so first things first, uh, Division One team championship for badminton. Number two, Hamilton is facing number one, Perry. That match started at 730 over there at Desert Vista High School. Uh, Division two championship, uh, number six, AZ College Prep versus number one, Prescott. That match was at 6 p.m. I'm assuming it's over, but there is no official champion uh, yet for the team, at least. Um Division one singles that already took place. Uh, I believe that was sometime. Yeah. Last week. I believe. It was last week. Yeah. Last week. Uh, Mangpur Luan Vorawat. I hope I said that name right. Uh, from Mountain View was the individual state champion in division one going to the doubles championship for division one. It was uh, Saba Shakir and Nihira Sane from Hamilton. Uh, that was that crowned the or that took the doubles championships for division one moving on to division two. Uh, it was, uh, Matilde Matilde. I hope I say these names, right? Uh, Jacobson from Verado that won the individuals. And then in terms of doubles, um, Hattie Hernan and Rylan Rhodes from Sunrise Mountain. So congratulations to all of them for Absolutely. you know winning the championships there. Uh, congratulations to the four teams that remain in the Division One, Division Two championships as well. I'm sure we'll know probably by the time we're done, they'll have the champions crowned. Um, but for right now, they just don't have them there. So um, golf in terms of the girls, I know Hamilton's team, Hamilton girls team took uh, the Division One title there and then uh jennifer ceo back-to-back champions for her she's going to ucla so great season for her congratulations i don't remember who won division two though that i'd have to double check i'm hoping it's already yes it is let's go look really quick uh for the division two championships and by the way that hamilton win over xavier it was really really close um, I think that the two teams kind of went back and forth a little bit too. So, um, you know, really interesting in terms of that. So I'm looking, I don't actually see it on the AIA website, but I am looking for, oh, I'm dumb. Division two is not until next week. So there's that there. I just remembered that. So. I thought it was, but I wasn't <laughs> yeah, sure. That is my bad. Um, and then as far as division one boys right now, uh, the Brophy Broncos, They've shot 18 under, which is wow. really good uh, on day one. Uh, Hamilton is right there in second place. Uh, they're two under, and then everyone else, I believe it was um, Liberty, O'Connor, all in the mix there. Uh, I know Highland was like number six right now, so all of those are over par at the moment. So um, we'll see how that kind of 
you know, I mean, look, it's 18 holes. So anything can happen, especially when you're talking about five players per team. Yeah. So, but right now, Brophy with a very, very comfortable lead there. Uh, let's move on to volleyball, Eric. So the volleyball season is coming to an end very, very soon here. Yes. Um, the latest rankings, it was updated today, Wednesday, October 26th. For 6A, Corona is still out in front at 16-0 for the AIA power ranking games. Hamilton at number two, 14 and two, uh, Gilbert, number three, Perry, four, O'Connor, five, Liberty, six, Sunny Slope, seven, Queen Creek, eight, Xavier, nine, and Mountain View, 10. Um, Highland was up there, now kind of has fallen back to number 12. Desert Vista, kind of the same deal. They're eight and eight, uh, number 13. Obviously, the top 24 get in because of the play-in rounds, which would put Mountain Ridge as the last team in at the moment. So... Uh, a lot of look kind of top heavy, if you ask me. I mean, O'Connor, mm-hmm. Perry, Gilbert, Hamilton, Corona, all powerhouse programs. Sunny Slope, obviously, always good. Xavier's always a team that you you can't overlook. Queen Creek has had a really good season, especially with how young they are still. Um, Liberty, I mean, Liberty just seems like it's going to be the powerhouse of the of the West Valley at this point with all yeah. the sports. So in everything, um, literally in everything, uh, golf, volleyball football like they're i know baseball like they're really good um so moving on to 5a uh number one millennium i guess not much of a surprise because millennium is a powerhouse program followed by horizon in the regular season it is 16 and no followed by horizon cactus shadows notre dame prep verado sunrise mountain ironwood ridge uh canyon view centennial and castile at number 10 castile is a interesting program they have four freshmen starting they have several sophomores helping out as well they have a lot of juniors they have six seniors total that's going to be a team that that is going to be very good for a couple of years now so or moving forward um so right now if you look westview at six and ten is the last team in if playoffs started right now and they have a big game coming up tomorrow to end the season they mm-hmm. play millennium so that Ooh. is going to be that's going to be a tough one good Their loss the schedule or, will go up for it. i was going to say it could be a good loss or a really really good win yeah. so we'll see what happens there uh 4a south point catholic ala gilbert estrella foothills canyon del oro arcadia cactus thunderbird michael mountain eastmark and flagstaff make up the top 10 last team in right now would be flowing wells at nine and seven out of tucson the little tucson area there flowing wells is a team that's always pretty good at basketball too the girl side yeah absolutely. didn't they make it to the championship last year or two years ago yeah no they're they're solid they definitely yeah. are um so a team that i i wanted to highlight a little bit is number 27 yeah. coconino um mm-hmm. so they're right on that cusp they're a couple points out um they play against flagstaff tomorrow in the city championship game um the eagles are number 10 are have already won that region um and are a shoe in they might even be able to slide into that top eight um if they you know make a big move up but coconino at eight and nine needs a win badly they're not going to make the play in without a win there. So it's almost a playoff game for them. Um, And Flagstaff, you know, that's going to be a big one because they don't want to lose to their inner city rival. Um, Yeah. So that uh, this might be out. I don't know when exactly we'll put it out, but 
that's going to be a big game in the Flagstaff area in Northern Arizona. The uh, yeah. um, Panthers have have some real talent, but they're young, um, and they they've been just on the cusp of the play in the last two years. So it'd be great to see them be able to get in. But we'll see. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's look at 3A really quick. So we've got uh, Snowflake at number one, Valley Christian at two, followed by Northwest Christian, Tuba City, Thatcher, Blue Ridge, Gilbert Christian, Odyssey Institute, Monument Valley, and Tank Verde. Um, number 24, last team in, is Payson currently. Uh, 2A rankings, Horizon Honors at number one. That's another Awatuki school. Uh, Kingman Academy, Chandler Prep, Trivium Prep, Phoenix Country Day, uh, Veritas Prep, Tombstone, Rancho Solano, Scottsdale Prep, and St. John's. A lot of prep schools in there. Yeah. Uh, Round Valley right now, the number 24 team. Uh, 1A, I want to say, did 1A already start the playoffs for volleyball? I think they did, didn't they? They might have. Um, nope, not yet. Not until the 1st of November. So, number mm. one, Williams, Rock Point, two, St. David, Cicero Prep, Red Mesa, Joseph City, Muggion, Fort Thomas, Valley Lutheran, and North Phoenix Prep round out the top 10. And Anthem Prep at number 24. Speaking of 1A, Eric, we'll move on to 1A eight-man football. Uh, Sam Manuel got the win over Superior last week, the number nine over the number eight, 50 to 20. Um, they move on to face number one, Hayden, who had the bye. All top four teams get the bye um, for 1A football. Salome, whew, 72 to nothing over Lincoln. Wow. Prep. That is – talk about dominance. It, in a game like that, too, when it – what is it, 42 for the running clock? Yeah, they – yeah, they probably should have just skipped a quarter. Um, yeah, that, that's the thing is – yeah, they must have scored a lot in the first half because it's so hard after that first half. Once you get up 42, the clock yeah. runs so fast that it's hard to score more than, you know, a couple more times. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's even more impressive when you think about it. They probably could have gone another touchdown or two. Yeah. So the Frogs move on to face number four, Williams. Number 11 got the upset. Joseph City over number six, Cicero Prep, 33-24. Joseph City now has to make the trip to Muggy on at number three. I don't know where Joseph City is. I think it's up in north, northern Arizona, right? Somewhere up there? Sounds I right. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, right next in to the other city. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Baghdad number seven got the win over El Capitan, uh, forty-six to twenty-two, and Baghdad now faces Saint David. Remember Saint David? Remember when Baghdad had that? Uh, well, his name was Isaiah Lovell. Remember how good that kid was? Yeah, a few no years kidding. back. Yeah, Man. Baghdad was a powerhouse for a long time. It was. They won a couple state titles, I think, if I'm not mistaken. They were right in the contention if they didn't win them all. Yep. Uh, final rankings. Sorry, final game of the regular season for 2A and 3A. Here are the current rankings. Number one, Morency. Number two, Pima. Number three, Scottsdale Prep. Number four, Scottsdale Christian. Number five, Holbrook. Number six, Tonopah Valley. Number seven, Wilcox. Followed by Camp Verde, Santan Charter, Heritage Academy, Levine. Having a great season. Anthony Johns, Cardinals Coach of the Week this week. Um, Gilbert Christian at number 11. Veritas Prep at 12. Miami, St. John's, Tank Verde. And the last team in currently is Valley Lutheran at two and five, Eric. Madison Highland right behind them at five and four, along with Trivium Prep at four and four. But man, that, uh, 
that that strength of schedule for Valley Lutheran, Lutheran is helping him out right now. Absolutely. A team to keep an eye on is Camp Verde. Um, mm-hmm. They have a new quarterback. He's not new anymore because he it's this is his first season. But Tyson Buckley has been absolutely tearing it up um, for the Cowboys, ranked number eight right now. They're eight and one. Um, just lost to Heritage Academy Levine, uh, as you mentioned that team. But um, that's a team that I think could could cause some problems because their offense is tremendous. Yeah, one other team I want to give a shout out to is Cortez. Fifty game losing streak. They're five and three this year. Not in the playoffs right now. They need a lot of help because they're number twenty two. But still, a good a good bouncing off point for that. And program. they 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 went years without scoring, much less yeah. winning games. Five and three is tremendous. Yeah, really good for them. Um, as we move on to three A, we'll look at those rankings really quick. So number one is still Thatcher. Number two is Eastmark. Followed by Push Ridge, Sholo, Paradise Honors, Valley Christian, Round Valley, Sabino, Florence, Mojave, Payson, Santan, Foothills, Blue Ridge, Benson, Safford, Monument, Valley as number 16. Yuma at 6-3 and three is not in right now. And uh, that's the strength of schedule talking. Exactly. Right? Like, uh, you see there are teams with not as great records. Um, in 3A, honestly, a lot of the teams do, quote-unquote, have better records. Yeah. But it's because there's so many teams. But exactly um, six and three is good. Obviously, it's objectively good. But there are several teams. You look down, you know, River Valley's five and three, Kingman's six and three, Page is yep. five and four, Dysart's five and four. All of those yep. teams are outside of the playoffs because of the talent and also the strength of schedule. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, the the three A and two A. Obviously, like I already mentioned. Um, Last regular season game is this Friday. Bracket shows are uh, 8 to 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. Yours truly will be on the broadcast. Um, I think we coordinated that we're going to wear green, our green AC prep shirt. So for those Look that at are you. interested. Uh, so, yeah, I will be doing the bracket show. I'm on the it, it's the morning crew that does it. Me, Jose, Brett. Um Brett is obviously the leader. He's the lead of that show anyway, just because he's, let's be honest, he's the better of all three of us because he uh, has the radio experience and we don't. So, uh, but yeah, make sure to look out for that. We will be on air at 8 a.m. I believe on the AZ Preps website and NFHS, um, as well as obviously 1580s of Fanatics. So make sure to um, make sure to tune in for that. Uh, Gridiron Arizona. Just uh, DM'd me. Yuma's last winning season was in 2009. Wow. Good for the criminals. It's kind Lots of, a of cool statement. comebacks to see. Kind of a statement that I didn't really expect to make. Good for the criminals. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the criminals got out the mud, Eric. They did. They really did. They got that dog in them. They have something in them. <laughs> yes. Uh all right, moving on to 4A. ALA Gilbert North, a huge win over AZ College Prep, uh, who was the previous number one team. ALA Gilbert North now number one at five and two. And the only 4A team highlighted in yellow, which means they are close to the open division. Not happening. Uh, number two is Canyon Del Oro, followed by Marco Siniza. What a season for the Padres, 7-0 and so far. Um, AZ College Prep right there at number four, followed by Post and Butte, Apache Junction, Yuma Catholic, Snowflake, St. Mary's, Lake Havasu, Buckeye, Walden Grove, Bradshaw Mountain, Northwest Christian, Prescott, and Thunderbird, the last team in. 
AZ College Prep, I was talking to Myron Blueford today. I went over there. You know, very good team he's got. Only losses are to a very good Valley Christian team and obviously an ALA Gilbert North team. He was missing, I think, three defensive backs in that game. One of them is out for the season with ACL. He hopes to get the other two back. Um, when you're missing three of your starting defensive backs against Brandon Phelps and Adam DeMonte, that's not good. That's really tough. It's really tough. Uh, but they've got Arcadia, not an easy matchup. Combs, not easy. Marcos, not easy. But Arizona College Prep wins those three games. They win out the rest of the year. I can see them moving up to number two. And at the very least, staying in that top four, top eight-ish for the most part. Um, like for sure, top eight. And securing their first ever, Eric, home playoff game. That'd be great to see for them. That'd be really cool. You So you got to talk to, um, on Saturday with your show, the Marcos Deniza Padres. Yep. Um, you got some info on them. What is that culture like there right now, being 7-0? and You know, it's funny because Anthony Figueroa is a very down-to-earth coach. Like He's excited for his program, don't get me wrong. But he knows there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, Marco still has some tough games ahead of them. Yeah. Uh, they still have to play post and Butte. Uh, they still have to play a Seton Catholic team who's kind of down, but at the same time, Seton, I mean, anything can happen with that program. We've seen them win two games in five days. Uh, and then they also have to play AZ College Prep. So, I mean, very tough matchups ahead, especially the post and Butte and AZ College Prep matchup. But this is a team playing with a lot of confidence right now. So it's going to be a dogfight for sure for uh for those last three games yeah i think so i think they're a team that people really should keep an eye on they're not going to make the open just because of the strength of schedule no um, not even close nor should they no but no no four a team should be in the open this year no i don't think so either so. um but uh, marcos is a cool story to pay attention to yeah very cool uh 5a rankings number one notre dame prep number two desert mountain followed by ala queen creek higley Horizon, Campo Verde, Marana, Desert Edge, Cactus, Gilbert, Millennium, Central, Paradise Valley, Sunny Slope, Cactus Shadows, and the last team in, the defending 4A champions in Casa Grande. ALA, Queen Creek, and Higley tomorrow night, Eric. 3-4 matchup. The winner gets a boost in their rating. Notre Dame prep. So here, here's here's my thinking for a second. Notre Dame prep is 6-1, and one, only lost to Chandler. The rating is 18.8 and some change. Desert Mountain only losses to Notre Dame Prep. 18.5 and some change. LA Queen Creek only losses to a 6A program in Queen Creek. 17.07 and some change. Does the win over Higley boost LA Queen Creek above Desert Mountain or Notre Dame? And yeah, I think you it- answer Desert Mountain plays Gilbert. Notre Dame has Skyline. So neither of those Gilbert or Skyline teams currently is in the in Gilbert's the number 10. Gilbert's, Gilbert's number, 10. number 10, yeah. yeah. Um, Skyline is Skyline's not. not in there. Number 22. Um, I think it depends, obviously, on the score. If ALA Queen Creek wins by 14 or more yeah. over Higley, if they're able to do that, uh, we still don't know. Uh, we're recording this Wednesday. If they're able to win that game um, by 14, I think that helps a lot. 
Yeah. Uh, the other two have less of a strength of schedule boost with that. I don't know if it vaults them over because a point, 1.8 points is a lot to make up. Um, but it's certainly possible. Yeah. And the same goes for Higley too. Obviously Higley could also win that game tomorrow night. Yeah. These are two it's, very talented teams. The thing is though, Higley is certain is currently at 13.9. Yeah, Higley's not going to move up that much. No, they're, they could get into third with a win yep. over ALA Queen Creek, but they're not going to get that two or one spot. No, most likely. Definitely not. So uh, yeah, five, a football coming down to the wire there. Now the teams that are in contention for the open division is Notre Dame prep, desert mountain, ALA Queen Creek and Higley all one loss teams. 6A rankings. We're taking the open teams completely out of the conversation right now. With that being said, and I got to make sure I can do my math here. Number one is Corona del Sol. Number two is Sandra Day O'Connor. Number three is Red Mountain, followed by Highland at four, South Point Catholic at five, Queen Creek at six, Williamsfield at seven, Mountain Ridge at eight, Chaparral at nine, Mountain Point at 10, Desert Ridge at 11, Mountain View at 12, Perry at 13, Mesa at 14, Cesar Chavez at 15, and Boulder Creek, the Jaguars at 16. The last team in edging out Valley Vista and believe it or not, a one in six Brophy team. That's currently only two spots out of the playoffs, but strength of schedule is helping out the Broncos. Big Second time highest strength of schedule in the rankings in all of the state at the yep. moment. Yeah. So only Sawaro has a higher rated strength of schedule. And that's why Brophy is where they are. Yep. Um, Brophy also has a good uh, matchup against Desert Vista this week. Um, and uh, interesting one too, number 10 versus number 11, Mountain Point playing Desert Ridge in Mesa. So that'll be a good matchup too. Um, Highland plays Pinnacle. So Highland, the thing with Highland right now is they're, they are really on the outside looking in, but a win over Pinnacle could very much vault them into the conversation again, but it would have they get to. In the, they, they get in the yellow part of the, the rankings. Yeah, they'd be they, in the yellow. Uh, obviously, we're talking about a Corona del Sol team that was in the open division last week at number eight now is out and they were jumped by none other than Sawaro. So yeah. That being said, we'll go to the open division. I think I think Corona del Sol is not gonna make it. Um I the the strength of schedule for the for the Aztecs, the only game that's really gonna help them is Castile if Castile stays in. Yeah. Now Castile has Hamilton this week, Basha next week, and then they play Corona. So um we'll see what happens. But they're Cesar a dangerous six A certainly though. Yes, absolutely. Uh, open division. Not much. Actually, no change at the top. Chandler Liberty, one and two. Uh, Basha with the last second win over Hamilton moves up from, I believe, five to three. I think they were five last week. That sounds um, right. Pinnacle go, is at four. I want to say that's how it was last week. Pinnacle's at four. Hamilton goes from three to five. Saguaro goes from not in the eight to number six with the win over Highland, which shows how big of a win that was for, for the Sabercats. Yes. Um, Castillo goes from six to seven, and I believe Centennial went from seven to eight. Now, here's the thing. And we're in the teams that are just outside. Uh, number nine, technically Corona. Ten, O'Connor. Eleven, Red Mountain, before you get to a 5A team, Notre Dame prep. That's why I think right now it's a really difficult road for any 5A teams to get there. Um, but here's the parody of it all. Number one plays number three this week on Friday on ESPN. Big game. Number two plays number four, currently rankings. Number two plays number four next week. Obviously, those rankings can change between now and then. 
Um, and Sandra Day is playing Liberty this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. O'Connor, number 10, is playing number two. Number five is playing number seven. Number six is playing Chaparral, who is kind of way on the outside looking in. Centennial at number eight is playing Mountain Ridge. So, you know, we'll see what happens with those ones. But definitely five and seven, Hamilton Castile. Four and Highland. So Pinnacle and Highland. One versus three, Chandler Basha. And then you have two and ten, which is Liberty and O'Connor. Really, really big games this week, Eric. Absolutely. Really big games. Yeah, I mean, it's... We're going to see a lot of shaking up, I think, this week. I think we could see two or three teams, um, you know, maybe in or out of that top eight. Definitely some switched around spots. Um, if Chandler beats Basha, which is, you know, certainly the favorite to happen right now, being the one undefeated team in the East Valley um, and the number one spot. I think Basha, you know, might move down a couple spots if that does happen. Basha might take over number one if they do pull off that win. Yeah. Um, it's it's certainly going to be we're going to see some movement. And I think we're going to see movement, honestly, every single week until the end of the season. You know, what would be some mayhem to occur. Basha beats Chandler. O'Connor beats Liberty. Highland beats Pinnacle. And then Castile beats Hamilton. These rankings would be totally different next week. Yeah. Like, like crazy different. Yeah. It would think be it'd weird. Be, it'd be weird. It'd be fun. It'd be stressful. It would be unlike anything I think I've ever personally seen with the open division. I've never seen that much movement if all that were to occur. Now, obviously, that would take very big upsets. In it some, would be a huge deal if that happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a question though uh, regarding mm -hmm. Chandler and Liberty. Um, yep. does part of you want to see those two teams go undefeated? One, so that you could have a true championship if they do end up on this uh, in the championship game against each other, but also to see a team be ranked high nationally because if one of those goes undefeated and wins the championship, they're going to be a top 10 team, maybe top five in the whole country. Chandler, I believe, is ranked number nine on Max nine, Reps right. in the USA right yeah. now. Does party want to... I don't know. I just... Uh, I saw a graphic of the top 10, and I saw that Chandler was number nine. Um, I'm going to see, because I know Liberty is in the top, um, top 25 right now. Yeah, and if they 24. were able to run the table and beat Chandler, they would be in that top 10. Yeah, you know... Just for I the answer? sake of representing I, high school football in Arizona, that would be Yeah, I mean, how, how do I answer this in a way that's probably not going to make other people upset? Um, if Chandler and Liberty right now are not in the state championship game, it's there was an upset somewhere, a yeah. big upset somewhere. Um, and it, I'm not talking about regular season. If Chandler loses on Friday to, to Basha, I, that doesn't change my opinion on the fact that the Wolves are probably still a semifinal, if not championship team. But if in the playoffs which Chandler has struggled in the semifinals of the open division for some reason. If they slip up enough to where they get beat, then I do think that that is considered a monumental upset because Chandler and Liberty right now have been, in my opinion, head and shoulders above everybody else. They have so far. Maybe not necessarily Saguaro because Saguaro did play Liberty pretty close. But, I mean, just how good those two teams are. 
how technically sound they are with the football. How and, and Saguaro played Chandler close too. So obviously Saguaro's just up there. Saguaro's way better than a seven seed or six seed, whatever yeah. they are right now. Um, but just I mean, those two teams right now just look like the best teams in the state. Now, with that being said, Basha, Hamilton, Castile, Saguaro, Centennial, all very look. If these are all very if, capable teams. If this was the open division and it started tomorrow. We get Centennial Chandler first round. We get Castile Liberty. We get Saguaro uh, Basha and then Pinnacle Hamilton. Those are four amazing matchups. Yeah, they'd be great. I would have a lot of fun with those matchups. Like that's a true right there. Those four are true state championship caliber matchups, in right. my opinion. So. I think right now, though, like I said, I think if Chandler and Liberty are not in the state championship game, then a monumental upset happened in the in the open division. I guess I shouldn't say monumental. An upset for sure happened in the open division. A big upset. A big upset. So, and I think yeah. that just the the reason I ask is because you know we want to we want to see Arizona high school football be recognized at a high level, and so yeah. it would be interesting to see if one of those teams is able to run the table where they would end up um, the team with the best chance honestly to get top five right now would be chandler and the only reason i say that is because they're already number nine because liberty has already beaten saguaro liberty beat basha they moved in the top 25 after the basha win if i'm not mistaken or maybe it was the week before that if it was the week before that then obviously the win over basha who's also in like the top 50 or 60 did not do much in terms of help their rating so for liberty even if they beat chandler the most they would go up is like maybe number 12 or 10 but i'm with you i would love to see a, a top five yeah it'd be from, really from cool. an arizona team i think i would love it um and who knows maybe at that point we get liberty or chandler facing off against probably not bosco or i am or uh yeah probably not bosco img or modern day but like maybe a saint francis academy type central at number three maybe we get bishop gorman versus liberty or chandler or whoever like that would be really fun yeah or Look, let's see if, if Arizona can get the little get back game against Shamanan Madonna, who Highland lost to last year in the in the Geico Bowl, which I went to in Vegas. That's a good football team. I think they returned most of their starters from that team. And they're number seven right now in the country. So and I believe they're actually like one of the lower conferences for Florida too. So for the fact that they're number seven in like what our five or four A would be is really, really impressive. But no, I'm with you. I think it'd be cool. It'd be really cool. Um but those eight teams that are right now in the open division are just very, very good football teams. Very good football teams. Yeah, there's a lot of talent in the state. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. This open division is going to be maybe one of the more, more competitive ones that we've ever seen, in my opinion. So it's going to be fun. Eric, where are you going on Friday? I am going to be sitting at home. Um, both of the Flagstaff teams are on the road. Wow. Um, both pretty far out of town. So I'm going to be watching some streams of those two games. Um, Flagstaff is at Mingus and Coconino's at Bradshaw, but I'm also just going to be, you know, I might do a, a split screen type thing with the computer and a TV and try and take in as many games as I can. And then NPA, 
uh, girls soccer has a chance to be in the state championship game for the fall season on Saturday. So if they are in that, I will be there. Nice. I like it. Um, I'm going to be, I think I already mentioned Higley, ALA, Queen Creek tomorrow, Thursday, and then Basha Chandler on Friday. I have to be there. Saturday, I'm doing nothing. And Sunday, Cardinals are out of town, so nothing. Yeah, NAU's on a bye week. Um, so I have the chance to use my Saturday for the, the high school game if it happens, which it's most likely to. NPA is ranked number one uh, in yeah. the fall season has beaten everybody so far but yeah we'll see yeah the only thing i'm doing on saturday is the uh bracket show so then we're probably gonna sleep for a while because i'll be tired so yeah you know how those espn games are man i'm not getting out of there till like 11 i feel that yeah so and then i don't know if they if, if they have a dude that walks around and yells at me for taking video then i'm just gonna ignore him yep oh well uh, anyway, a lot of fun on tap. Eric, some more fun. Best thing you ate in the last week, and you cannot say reduce fat, Jeff. No, I won't. I actually okay. have something that was great. I ate some more of it this week, but that isn't the best thing I ate this week. Um, okay. I had something that I've never had before, Ooh. and it was so good. Wait, hang on, hang on. Let me tell me more. My apartment complex had a halloween ish type thing wow um, yeah it was incredible um i didn't know what was happening but i happened to be walking my dog past the area and i saw a bunch of kids um yeah. and they were cooking s'mores and they had run out of hershey's chocolate bars which are an essential to s'mores you would think right well yeah yeah absolutely what they did have were reese's cups and I put a Reese's cup in my s'more with the marshmallow and the graham crackers. And I'm telling you right now that by m might be my new thing. I might like it even more than a Hershey's in a s'more. It was so incredibly good. Reese's peanut butter cups. Incredible by themselves. By in far the best candy. By far. I'm with you. They're so good. They're so Good. And if you are someone who is not agreeing with me right now, I'm sorry, but I mean, put put whatever your favorite is in the comments. I guarantee it's not better than Reese's. I mean, it's they're just to, they're as quality as can be. There are some contenders you would think, yeah. but that you're not going to go wrong with that. But in a yeah. s'more, I was pleasantly surprised. It was really good. Yeah, I love Reese's. They're so good, man. L Jacob, if you're, I almost called them Liberty. <laughs> Jacob, if you're if you're still listening, what's your favorite before we uh, before we move on? And gridiron, if you're still listening, I want to know. Reese's are just so good. like just it's like the perfect combination. You get the chocolate on the outside, you get the soft peanut butter on the inside. the 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 flavors just merge together. It's yep. just it's beautiful. Yes, it is. I think we're gonna do on Halloween because I don't dress up. I'm too old to dress up. Um, I think I might pull a TV out into the driveway and watch Monday Night Football in the driveway while passing out some candy. Do you get trick or treaters at your place? We'll find out. Yeah, I don't think I was. I don't think I was home last year. I don't know where I was. But uh, Jacob, I said favorite candy. Gridiron says Snickers, but Reese's is not far behind. I can respect Snickers that. is good. 
Yeah, Snickers is pretty good. You're not you if you're hungry. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jacob is probably going to say. What's Jacob going to say? I bet Jacob is a Reese's guy with us. I really think he is. Now, maybe this is controversial, but I don't like the pieces that much. They're okay. No, 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 no. Did I say Reese's pieces? I meant no, I'm just saying oh, that okay. that's something to think about. I just don't like the pieces as yeah, no. much as no, no, some no. others. The best piece-esque candy is peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's, peanut M&Ms are great. Yeah. Um, what are we thinking here? Oh, Jose Garcia, my co-host, uh, milk chocolate Hershey's with almonds. Those are good too. I like those are that. very good. I'm not usually a big fan of almonds, but, uh, those are actually really good. Jacob said in this order, Twix, Snickers, Skittles, and Reese's Twix are all right to me. I don't, I don't really, I'm not a huge caramel fan. I think that's what it is for me. Fair enough. I, like, I'm just not, I don't know, like, sometimes, like, the caramel is just too, like, sometimes it gets really hard, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, it's just, like, too, I don't know, like, to make my mouth feel, like, eating a like, Snickers, it's too, like, sticky, you know what I mean? Eating a Snickers or something with caramel when it's gone stale is really difficult. It's awful. And I think that's what, that's but, what the issue is. But fresh, they're, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Reese's are really good, though. So, those are the best, in my opinion. But, Jose, I appreciate you uh, for listening as well. Absolutely. So um cool eric what's the best thing you ate this week oh i forgot uh i did on sunday i went and i bought like some chicken breast uh put it in the crock pot with some black beans and corn and then i dumped an entire thing of my nana's salsa on top of it the medium variant uh and then i did some like taco seasoning and stuff eight hours low heat slow cooked it shredded it the macros were incredible uh i used like like locale tortillas or whatever. And yeah, shredded chicken tacos. Sounds like no prep. 10 ounces of chicken. It was like five grams of fat and like 80 grams of protein. It's ridiculous. And it's really filling. I just ate that before we jumped on here when I forgot that we were doing this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was a long day. I was like, I finally got done with work. I'm, it was like 750. I'm like, finally, I'm going to go eat. Like yeah, you hungry. had to earn your six-figure paycheck for this episode. <laughs> Can't forget about that. Oh, you mean just from Arizona Varsity, my six-figure? Yeah. Yeah. It's only six figures if you put like four zeros in front of the actual number. That's right. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that's it for us. We're wrapping up here uh, slightly early. We usually go 45 to an hour. It's about 43 minutes in. So, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Elvira, at Inhuman Rights, at ACHSFBA, and at Arizona Varsity. Thank you to all.net to, uh, for sponsoring, obviously, everything with Arizona Varsity. A lot of big games this week. We'll be back next week to recap them. Make sure, once again, I'm going to do another plug. AZ Preps 365 morning radio show. I am part of it. We're going to be doing the bracket show for 2A and 3A football on Saturday morning, azpreps365.com and 15A to the Fanatic. Until then, Zach Elvira, Eric Newman over there, and uh, we'll talk to you guys all next week.